My name is True Powell and you are now listening to the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. Celebrating entrepreneurs and creativity. Talking business, pleasure, real life, get together. Join us here. Elevating careers. Join us here. Elevating careers. Looking up lyrics. No, no, no. Lifting spirits. Yes, for sure. Inspiration, motivation. Laying down the right foundation. It is for you. It is for me. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. You guys know how it is by now. We look at turning creativity into careers and passion into profit. And we do that by giving you guys valuable content and value that you can start monetizing your talent. And when I speak of this next guest, this is what this next guest has absolutely done in an amazing way he has literally taken his creativity and taken his talent and put business structures around it to monetize it so i'm super 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 gassed to welcome tv personality and comedian and broadcaster and activist and so much more Sideman to the show. Sideman, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Honestly, it's when I sat down and I was thinking about this show and I was thinking, who can I bring on? Who really, to me, epitomizes the a creative entrepreneur? Your name was absolutely on the top of the list. And I go back to what I said at the top of the show in terms of just really taking your creativity mm-hmm. and being okay. This is my talent. I'm not just going to push my talent out for everybody to enjoy. I'm also going to find ways to monetize it and build a career out of it. And I think that you've done that really, really, really well. And I know that this show is going to be an amazing show because you're going to be giving so much gems and content that, you know, some up and coming creatives um, or creative entrepreneurs can use what you tell them to kind of implement in in their journey so so thank you that's interesting that you say that you know because um i don't be knowing if people like can see the business behind what i'm doing like i don't know whether it's because you've got an eye to see it but i don't i don't know how many people see it because then sometimes a lot of people get around me and they're like oh Oh, he's successful. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Because they like, they see the world that, that I inhabit. Mm-hmm. But it's like when they're just watching me online, sometimes they're not cognizant of what is going on. Mm. Or or even if they know that, okay, he's doing well, the how of it, mm. the how I'm doing well. Like, there's still people that don't know how exactly it is that I mm. make my money. Mm. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. So, yeah. And, and, and that's interesting. And that's partly the reason why I wanted to bring this podcast and bring this show Mm -hmm. because we always particularly when we speak of creatives we always look at creativity as a hobby and and something that doesn't necessarily make money and even when we look at music stars and artists and yes the music industry is a big massive thing but we always look at the the music and the artists rather than the business side so we don't 
generally get an understanding about how do they make their money just in terms of like royalties and mm -hmm. kind of writing and you know and what about the business side so like the marketing the management mm -hmm. A&R like all of those things mm -hmm. that contribute to the success of an artist yeah. should be spoken about but never really spoken about so I, I felt that it was there was a space to to bring those two worlds together to mm -hmm. be honest mm -hmm. nice. but, it's definitely need, needed so that people understand number one that money can be made from this and then how mm, yeah amazing so um you speak a lot about kind of your humble beginnings and and you know you was raised in jamaica and mm -hmm. um I, I kind of want to take it back to young mm -hmm. sideman like when what was your childhood like growing up and was you the entertainer in the household and mm. or kind well, of I mean, was you shy or i was born in jamaica so mm. like everyone was the entertainment <laughs> you know what i mean like like growing up in jamaica like i don't feel like i could have pinpointed myself and said oh yeah i was the entertainer in fact to this day me and my family pretty much agree that my brother is funnier than me but he just didn't choose this mm. um this comedic path but um and then my dad's funny as well my mom can be funny as well wow. like so it's just like i think just being funny is like a jamaica thing mm. like it's like it's com comedic ability that innate comedic ability is mm. often but I, I, what i would say is i was always brainy mm. yeah that's what i would say would set me apart because i look at comedy in a very scientific way Oh, which, okay. So, which which I know that a lot of people they they more do it more innately, more mm -hmm. naturally, more more they just you know they just they they do the jokes, but sometimes they don't think about how the joke came to be. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me now, everything I've always looked at in my life that I've been interested in, I have to be interested in things. Uh -huh. For me, if the interest isn't there, can't do it. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, like my parents always pushed me to be academic. They always wanted me to go uni because they knew that I had the intelligence to go in terms mm -hmm. of the processing power. Mm -hmm. and they knew that my CPU had mm -hmm. the ability to do university, but the temperament to do university, the patience to do mm -hmm. university was not there. Mm -hmm. And I knew that about myself because mm -hmm. I did college twice mm -hmm. and it wasn't because of a lack of intelligence. Mm -hmm. It was literally because of lack of care, mm -hmm. especially because I often feel like I'm being taught things I could either teach myself better or that I already understand. Mm. So I often felt bored with the with the um the, the school, but not from not not the I want to be a rambunctious, rebellious youth um bored. More bored from a like from literally an intelligence standpoint. Mm. Like the teacher would be teaching me, and I'm thinking, I know what you're teaching me already. Mm -hmm. So as it pertains to my beginning, I felt like what what made me different was just being brainy. Mm -hmm. I was always brainy in the terms, in the sense of breaking down what I can see. Like I remember when I first come to Britain, it's the first time I held a regular mobile phone in my hand. Mm -hmm. So I knew the only other mobile phone, I came to Britain in like 2002, 2003. Okay. And the only mobile phone that I'd seen prior is the big massive ones. You remember the big, the bricks. Big, <laughs> not, not, not a Nokia 3310, mm. the, the big brick, thing yeah. Yeah, that yeah, didn't yeah. even have a screen. Motorola, yeah. them. Mm. And I remember when I came to Britain, and my 
mum put her Nokia 3310 in my, in, my, in, in my hand. That got figured out in totality within two minutes. Wow. Like literally I just understood how to use the phone mm -hmm. because I was interested in understanding how to use it. And so I've always just been a person that breaks things down. Mm. Always, whether it is what somebody said, mm. how somebody feels, a situation, just I've always been a person that breaks things down. And I broke down that I couldn't do what I wanted to do in life in Jamaica as where I was coming from and how mm -hmm. I was living. I broke that down early. Mm. Like I looked, I knew that I wanted to be in the creative field and I looked around and I said, I can't do it here the mm. way I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like life just fixed itself around that and then ended me up here. Mm. So how old was you when you came to the UK? About, about 10, 11. Wow. Yeah, but I mean... 10, 11 in Jamaica mm. years, I was already doing a lot of grown man stuff. Mm. The stories I have in Jamaica, I could never, I could never <laughs> tell. I could never tell. But yeah, like, like, put it this way. There was man driving to school wow. when I was in Jamaica. Remember, mm -hmm. these times I must have been in like primary school, mm. right? There was, I remember fellow students driving to school. Facts. Wow. Nobody can tell me that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, it's a, it a crazy, wow. it's a crazy environment. Wow. Lots of stories, untellable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so you come to to Britain yeah. and you start to realize that actually, you know, you you you've, you have a, a massive passion for the creative industries. Mm -hmm. And at what point was you right? I'm going to take this talent that I've got or this creativity. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to say seriously. I'm going to say professionally. Mm -hmm. So. At what point did you think, um, I'm going to start making money from this? I want to push, this is the thing that I want to do. Mm. At first I was doing music. Oh. Yeah, so at first I was doing music and I was somewhat popular in my area. I was, I was living around Bramford and stuff like that. So they, they knew I could, they knew I could um, <clears throat> spit bars as it put, so this, as it were. So this makes sense now. So when we see you on doing comedic Instagram music and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This yeah, makes, yeah. okay. Like, when I do funny music stuff, people don't understand I'm living out a dream. Like, yeah. in my own way, but I, I live out the, even if it's a jokey song, mm -hmm. I live out my dream of making the kind of music that I wanted to make. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, I used to I used to do music, but then I it just became abundantly clear to me, and probably still is the case now when I look at the, the the landscape of music, that the type of music I would have to make in order to get ahead how I wanted to get ahead, I wasn't comfortable with promoting that kind of stuff, mm. right? Even if I was living it, because mm. I was one eighth of a roadman. I always say one eighth of a roadman because I was never successful at mm -hmm. it, and I was never really doing it for money. Mm -hmm. I was doing it because my friends was doing it. Mm. I was doing it because it was fun. Mm -hmm. Like, And one day we're going to have to have a conversation about the fact that the idea of being a bad man, the idea of being tough, the idea of rolling with a crew. Mm. I know a lot of man rapping, they say, yeah, I did what I had to do, did what I needed to do. I was mm -hmm. poorer than everybody around me. Facts. Mm. Facts. Me and my family didn't get an NI number until about 2016. Wow. That's like five years ago. Wow. I had no means of identification in this country. So my, my, for, for, for a long time, my parents couldn't work properly because the government had our passports. Mm. And without your passport, you can't get an NI number. You can't get mm -hmm. any identification. We couldn't leave the country. We couldn't do... There's so many things we couldn't do. Mm. I was more broke than everybody around me. And even I understood that I didn't have to do road. Mm. I understood I didn't have to do road. Mm. I did road 100%. because I 
found it fun. Mm. It was fun. It was mm. fun to act like a tough guy. It was fun to roll with. It was fun to shark man and mm. then they shark you and then they stop sharking first. All mm-hmm. of that, there was a fun element to it. Mm. But, you know, growing up a Christian, growing up in a household that I did, what would never be fun for me is for me to promote that. Yeah. Not to have my parents see me promoting that kind of stuff. Like it's it's not something I was proud of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's not something I wanted to promote in my mm-hmm. music, but I felt like if you weren't doing that kind of music at the time, you weren't getting nowhere. Mm. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of gave music up mm. um, in college. And then I started going more towards the comedic mm-hmm. side of things. And one of my greatest encouragements and inspirations was actually... Um, Man them on the wall, mm-hmm. you know, Joven, Purcell, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. DK, um, when they had Man them on the wall, uh-huh. um, that was inspirational to me because uh-huh. they turned that into wall of comedy. They turned that into being serious actors and, and having serious roles. They turned that into a business. And I said, oh, wow. well, I'm watching the way that the industry is right now and I'm seeing a shift. I feel like I noticed a shift in the industry before a lot of people where things were shifting to where it was no longer about whether you were the best actor, whether you mm. were the best person for the job. Do you have the numbers? Because mm-hmm. the wall of comedy, they manned them on the wall. They did their thing on YouTube mm-hmm. and got so much numbers, they got into the industry. And it's I said, about oh, the numbers. I said, oh, it's, there's a back door. Mm. If, you get the num- if you get the numbers, they'll accept you in rooms that stereotypically you shouldn't be in. Mm. And I'm a living testament of that. Mm-hmm. I did radio on a national level. On mm. a national level, I wasn't just on One Extra when I first started radio, you mm. know. I was on Radio 1. The show that I did with Charlie Slough was on Radio 1 wow. and One Extra. Mm-hmm. That's millions of people. Mm. That's prime time radio, mm-hmm. right? No prior history in radio. Wow. I had never done a radio show prior to doing that. Why was I there? Clout. Mm. Because talent was seen. Yeah. Just Charlie, who came up in the same internet way, saw something in me mm-hmm. and then brought me along because he knows that sometimes going through the traditional route, you don't find the people with the real talent. Yeah, You don't find the people with the natural ability. Mm-hmm. Like the internet gives you an opportunity to prove yourself worthy. Wow. Without having to go through, without your cousin having to be the head of the production board <laughs> or you having to go through um, acting school or whatever for four, five, ten years and mm. all of those. And, and it's not me hating on those people that do that, definitely not. But I saw a back door mm-hmm. and it's not, and that back door should never be, I know that a lot of people find it difficult to accept, but it's the way of the world that we live in now. Mm. They don't just want to put, cast an actor in their film that will do the best job. Mm. They want to cast an actor in their film that will make sure the film gets watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. accepted that. Yeah. I fought it at first because when I first was doing YouTube and doing things like that, I was like, my content is good but I'm not getting the numbers until mm. I started to accept it. A lot of people in the creative field are completely disabled by the fact that they fear numbers. Mm-hmm. They fear it because they let the numbers define them. Mm. I never let the numbers define me. Mm-hmm. I just understood that I had to get them. Mm. I've always thought I was great. Never did I not think. When the, num- when the numbers are low, I think I'm good. When the numbers are high, mm-hmm. I think I'm good. I never let the numbers define me. I let the numbers define them. Mm. I let the numbers define the industry Never me I always saw myself of value I just have to make them see my value Through the trickery of numbers Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Because there's plenty of It's like I'll say say all the time I know plenty of roadman in Brom That are way funnier than me Mm. But no one will ever know You get Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I look Kevin Hart's one of my biggest inspirations Mm -hmm. People talk about how how much He's not the funniest comedian all day He's got work ethic and good Mm -hmm. business principles though 
You yeah. get what I'm saying? 100%. So there's all there's always a back door. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You don't have, actually have to be the most talented person. Mm-hmm. Being ingenious, being ingenuitive is actually a method of, mm-hmm. of getting to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And so when it came to starting off, I started off in college realizing, oh, if I get the numbers, if I if if I get the and I, it's like I left college and I started working at Lundy's mm-hmm. and I came up with this idea called Roadman, and um, Roadman was a um, was a concept where I was a thug, right? But I got hypnotized at a hypnotist show that anytime somebody said the word blood, because everybody was saying blood back that in day. the day, yeah, 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 I would turn from a thug into a nerd. Mm-hmm. So I started that on YouTube and I started cross-collaborating with people. When I say cross-collaborating with people, I wasn't aiming for the people that was the biggest. Because one, it's a very simple process to increasing your fan base and raising mm-hmm. your fan base. You work with people that have either bigger or different fan mm-hmm. base to you. And then you co-opt those people mm-hmm. into your fan base. That's mm-hmm. all marketing is. That's all influencer marketing is. Brands come and they work with me or they work with somebody that has a different fan base or a different level of influence with their target audience. Mm-hmm. And then they co-opt those target audiences into their own. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. It's mm-hmm. ne- The formula's never changed. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, want yeah. to build, if you want to grow, you find where the audience is mm-hmm. and the audience can be in the form of a brand or a person Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So when it, because even word of mouth is still you, somebody bringing their audience yeah, yeah, yeah. to you, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to when it came to that, I started working with a Birmingham comedian called Young Thrill, mm-hmm. right? At the time, Young Thrill wasn't massive, massive. I think I remember this time actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So he done the Tintin videos, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'll forever be thankful to him to work for working with me. Mm. I didn't aim. For Stormzy on day one, do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Because I understood that, and I'm, and this is not to say to people you shouldn't message the Stormzies of mm. the world. I'm just saying message people that are closer to where you mm-hmm. are as well because they have more likelihood mm-hmm. of working with you. They appreciate it more. You appreciate it more when somebody acknowledges you when you're still under when you mm-hmm. still see yourself as being under come up. Mm-hmm. So Young Thrill worked with me mm-hmm. and helped. It's a bit me like too. this podcast and you coming on yeah. this podcast for yeah. me today. Exactly. So it's just like and then so. He helped me build my audience. Mm-hmm. As I get bigger, I work with slightly bigger people. Mm-hmm. As I get bigger, I work with slightly bigger people. One of people's biggest problems is reaching for the stars mm. and only reaching for the stars. Sometimes you got to collaborate with somebody that has a similar sized audience, mm-hmm. but maybe a different audience. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing my entire career, collaborating with people in order to get myself bigger to the point now where I collaborate with people with... I'm at the point now where I have a platform. Mm-hmm. My platform allows me to collaborate with you without even saying a word, mm-hmm. right? Because if your eyes are on me, if the shade borrows, if the made you thinks, if the I'm just baits, if their mm-hmm. eyes are on me and I post a video and they find it interesting, they'll repost it. Mm-hmm. I don't even to have to have audience. that conversation, mm-hmm. but, I'm, but you have to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? So right now, I might not message somebody every day asking them to collaborate, but even with ZZ Mills, mm-hmm. Me working with ZZ, I don't know I'm talking, but I get yeah. passionate no, no, about this stuff. It's, yeah. uh, it's lovely. I love Even it. with ZZ Mills, that was a very purposeful move by me. Because I saw ZZ in a space that I wanted to be in. I mm-hmm. saw ZZ as being seen as a voice that people go to for cultural commentary. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want that. Mm. I'm going to stand by her. Right? I, I knew that I was a, at a place in the industry. Oh, I had the industry love, but I want the culture. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? And I... I paid her out my own pocket to do the pod, to do the show that we did because we can. Mm-hmm. Like remember, before we got taken up by Amazon, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. which I knew would happen. I didn't know who would take it up, but I said someone's gonna take this up, right? 
I said, this girl's a cultural commentator and people are not realizing she's the go-to. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the person that people go to for the interview when they, for the, when they want the real. Mm-hmm. I clocked this early last year and I accepted it. These times she was still working a mm-hmm. job. She still had a job. She was wow. working a nine to five. Wow. Bro. And, I ha- and she was furloughed, right? Mm-hmm. And I was paying this woman to do this, to do this show with me. She literally had to come down to Brom four times a month, right? Wow. And I was covering her travel and paying her more than people get for their in job where they work five days a week because wow. she was an investment. Wow. Collaborating with her was an investment for me, mm-hmm. right? And now we're doing, I'm, I'm, I'm recouping my money by miles now because now that. we're doing it with Amazon. I'm recouping my money by miles because I stood next to her. I put myself in position to be seen as a cultural commentator more so mm-hmm. with, by, 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 you know, talking and standing next to her. Yeah. And any time her light shines, it shines light on me now because we're in this podcast for a mm-hmm. year minimum, wow. right? With Amazon, right? With Amazon, they got dough, bro. They got bread, right? And wherever, whatever she does outside this podcast, mm-hmm. however she grows, however she builds, every time she comes back on this podcast, she shines light on yeah. me. And I think there's so many gems that you just kind of mentioned. So the mm-hmm. first gem is investing in yourself and mm-hmm. understanding the power of investing mm-hmm. in yourself. And you did that through getting these emails. Yeah. And I've been doing that though. Yeah, that's incredible. The, the first time I invested in myself was with I'm Just Bait. Mm-hmm. Me and I'm Just Bait have a long history. Wow. Right. I'm Just Bait's on 4 million followers now. When I first went and started working with I'm Just Bait, he was on about 300,000, right? I'm working at Landis at the time, right? And I want to get my videos out there. These times I don't even have an Instagram, bro. Mm. So I'm, I say, okay, I'll get, um, I'm just made to promote it. I put my money where my mouth is and I get him to post it. I say, I might as well just make myself an Instagram just in case. Mm-hmm. He posts it. I start off on like 5K followers now because he's, he's, he's posted mm-hmm. me, right? And I keep working with him, but I'm like, I can't keep affording mm-hmm. to work with him. Mm-hmm. Because he's, he's charging me for these videos and I can't keep... I've got to find a way to get mm-hmm. him to post these videos for free. Mm-hmm. This is people's problem. They always ask without trying to give any benefit to the person that they're asking for. Mm-hmm. I knew that I weren't going to just email my man and say, yo, you see them videos I've been paying for? Now I, wanna do, <laughs> now I want them to, yeah. to post. I have to find a way to make it valuable yeah. to him. I approached him with a deal and I said, listen, this is what we do. I'm going to put your name, your at on all of my videos. Mm-hmm. That means wherever they get reposted, your name is being reposted as well. Mm-hmm. If you just repost three of my videos a week, bro, they're comedy videos anyway. Mm-hmm. They're in the vein of the style of videos that you post anyway. It's not like I'm asking you to post a product or a mm-hmm. thing that's going to decrease your engagement. Mm-hmm. The videos do numbers and I'll put your, wherever they go, wherever wall of comedy post them or whoever posts them, your at is permanently on the video. Mm. So it promotes it. He agreed. We did that for about a year, wow. which completely grew my the following. Audience. That's how yeah. I grew my audience through I'm Just Bait. And I had a similar relate when I had a, when I think I had the relationship with I'm Just Bait for a bit, then I mm-hmm. had it with Hackney's Finest before they kind of lost their page and they're kind of building back up now. But mm-hmm. I found a way to be of value to him. Mm. Oftentimes people just ask you to do stuff, but they do, they give you no form of way for you to be valuable 
to them. They mm-hmm. offer you nothing. And so in doing that, sometimes you're oftentimes going to get a no unless you've got a personal relationship with the person. Mm. You're going to get a no oftentimes because like, what, what do I get out of it? Mm. And that's when people need to understand that this is a business. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? This is not yeah. this is not a game. Yeah. This is not personal. I don't know this. I don't know. I'm just made from Adam and Eve. You get what I mean? So I have to find a way to... Power of have... collaboration though, isn't yeah. it? Like you've got to, you've yeah. got to collaborate. You've got to seek people with... You know, he got me to 100k. Wow. I can I can I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. He got me to so if he if he asked me for a favor today, it gets done. And and he's done that for many comedians. Mm. Many comedians now a lot of them didn't continue. A lot of them didn't stay the course. But that's that's for all kinds of different reasons. Because mm. when it comes to this game, yeah, there's highs and lows in views. Mm. Like one of the things I rate myself for the most is that I can still get views and engagement. Because many people Definitely. watch their engagement dip. And they dipped when it dipped mm. because they didn't have the tenacity to stick it through. And and that's the thing, like, about you. Like, you're so innovative. Like, we know that Instagram and, you know, these social media platforms can often change their algorithms mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it goes up and down mm-hmm. and, you, and people just lose their traction, lose their audience. But you're somebody that kind of stays consistent and stays... Instagram's stay. beat me up bare times, bro. Mm-mm. When I say bare time, bare time, the algorithms fought against me, come against me. Mm. I, I remember one year, I think it might have been not last year, but the year before, I was still on like about 200,000. Mm-hmm. And I did a video at the start of the year and it didn't pass 7,000 views. And I was like, what is going on? Mm. And I had to grip my teeth and fight enough times, mm-hmm. enough times when it comes to this in- Instagram thing, I've had to grip my teeth and said, all right, cool. Like, is this what we're doing? Let's mm. go then. Do you get what I'm saying? And I've watched, I've watched lack of engagement kill a lot of comedians because they defined themselves and valued themselves by the views. Mm. I never run away from the views, mm-hmm. but I don't define myself by them. And that that's is a so rare, powerful. that's a rare mix. Because I, I know a lot of creatives right now, they don't post their accomplishments. They don't try. They make content all day that they never post. I know singers that have made a hundred songs, never post, never post them, never release them. Why? Fear of engagement. Fear of putting it out there and then it doing low numbers and then those low numbers telling you something about yourself, mm. which it shouldn't, but you let it. Because mm. of course, if you get low views on something, sometimes it often makes you question yourself as to whether it was good or not. Mm. But that's a, that's a silly thing to do in this social media age because it's the age of sheep. Mm. Sometimes sometimes I go on Kevin Hart's page and I see him post videos that I, 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 I know really aren't funny. Million views, same way. Why though? Because it's Kevin Hart. Because mm. social Got media has a sheep-like mm-hmm. mentality. And mm-hmm. if, and if, if, if people see 10,000 people comment on something, they'll be the 10,000 and once. Mm. But which, which is why I, I do tactical things. When I, when I was first starting out doing my videos, I had a group chat of my friends. Yo, comment on this. I need you like to comment 30 comments in the first five minutes of this video coming out so that when other people see it, they don't go to a video without comments. Mm -hmm. Because the second they see a video without comments, they feel like, oh, this isn't worth watching then. Mm. And so I, I used to do stuff like that. I still do it on adverts. Mm-hmm. So when I've got ad, now my regular videos, they do good. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but sometimes yeah. when you're doing an ad, it's a different thing. Mm. So I, I, I make sure that my friends are there, ready to comment, mm. ready to go, so that we can fight the algorithm. You know what I mean? I still yeah. do that to this day. You know what? I just there's so much that you're saying in there. <laughs> just there's and there's so much to pack in because the first thing, like having your army of supporters, mm. having your friends, having those people there that will, you can say, guys, yeah. like drop a comment on this or yeah. drop a like on this because yeah. actually it benefits and it, yeah. and it helps you. But And I did it in ways that 
I did it in I did it and do it in ways that are um it's tough. Because mm-hmm. you really would just like to send out the broadcast and hope that they do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I gotta get on the phone, bro. Have you commented on that one yet? Make sure you comment on that one. Wow. Sometimes you gotta run a man down, wow. even though it's <laughs> even though it's your brethren. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you want what you what you're doing. You want it so much. You get know what I'm saying? And and sometimes even when it's a friend, they can be very lackadaisical mm-hmm. and slow with how they help you with that thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you gotta put in the work. Mm. Some people, some because I, I know a lot of people that have sent broadcasts out and then locked off their friends because their friends blank the broadcast. <laughs> Everybody blanks broadcast. You have to understand. You have to understand and just accept it and just be like, okay, cool. I'm gonna have to ring my man and be like, yo, while we're on the phone, make sure you come. Have you commented yet? Cool. I say, bro, can you catch you in a bit? <laughs> but you know what? And I think even I'm learning from that because I'm that person that you haven't responded to yeah, the broadcast yeah, like yeah. what's going on but um I, I kind of do take it personally if I you know my friends or my f- people don't mm-hmm. respond or, yeah. or post and, and, yeah. and I'm not one to run people down like yeah. that so no, um you have to run, yeah you have to you have to because you have to understand that there's a culture to everything that we do mm. there's a culture to blanking a broadcast yeah <clears throat> we all do it yeah until it's, the, until it's the broadcast until it's our broadcast and then we don't expect to be blanked yeah like i'll be getting blanked by people and i'm like are you mad <laughs> i've changed your life like you know what i mean kind of thing but you just gotta accept it yeah you have to accept it sometimes yeah. man. and like with certain people now i've batted them up to the mm-hmm. point where they know okay when i see david's thingy because yeah. he's gonna he's gonna moan he's gonna mm-hmm. until i do it yeah he's gonna you yeah. know what i mean kind of thing but yeah yeah it, like you could you'll lose a lot of friends in this creative industry if you get upset with how much people don't help you at first. Mm. I don't I don't spend my time getting upset over that. Mm. I just get it. I get it done. Mm. I'm about the result. I'm about getting it done. Feelings just get in the way. Feelings mm. will, will 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 have you. And that's why I tell a lot of people before you get in this game, you have to get your mind right. Right? You mm. have to get your mind right. First. Hear that people get your mind right. Yeah, you have to because some people ain't built. Some mm. people are not built for this game. This game will crush you. This game will depress you. This game will make you sad. The, the, the social media aspect of mm. it, the creative aspect of it, it's a game where if you don't know how to divorce yourself from it when you're ready, you'll you'll be you'll be sunken. Mm. I know how to back out and just watch an episode of Friends or watch an episode mm. of How I Met Your Mother or watch an episode of My Wife and Kids yeah. and just just you know zone get out. my yeah zone mm. out and get myself back to zen right. Mm-hmm. And, and and I've what I've sorry, I've watched comedians struggle with that and I've watched people in the creative industry struggle with that. Mm. But I, I feel like I was built for this, mm-hmm. bro. I feel mm. like I was built for it because like. I just look at I I look at it as, as something to be conquered. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how how do you get your mind like right? How do you get? And I was gonna touch upon mm-hmm. trolls and mm-hmm. just because I've I've noticed particularly in the last I would probably say year or so as mm-hmm. your status grows, mm-hmm. you start to garner a lot more mm-hmm. trolls yeah. and and a lot more dragging as yeah. it was the one of the words that keeps yeah. getting thrown around yeah. as it were. Yeah. I don't know if I could deal with that. And I, I remember reaching out to you saying, like, take care of yourself, like, because mm. I can see it and mm. I can see, like, how horrible and visceral mm-hmm. people could be. Mm-hmm. And well, you was just like, nah, nah, I'm calm, I'm, it's cool, like, okay, don't so worry. Let me explain that, yeah, <laughs> especially because that was more like a clubhouse thing. Mm. But, like, clubhouse is a microcosm mm. and I always understood that. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them people that reads 90 comments of positivity then reads one of negativity and then, then focus on the negative. I'm mm. just not like that. I've never been like that. I'm an optimist first. Mm-hmm. Never on that pessimistic thing. Just never been me. Mm. But when it comes to, when it comes like, for me, like it, it, it's different advice for different levels of creatives. Mm-hmm. I'm successful, bro. Mm. So it's very hard for me to sit there 
and care about the critique of or the disrespect because it's sometimes unhelpful critique mm-hmm. of people that aren't paying my bills. Mm. My bills are paid. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like I come from too much struggle to let that depress me, bro. Mm-hmm. I used to I even by Jamaican standards I was poor. Mm. I used to carry water in a bucket home from a tank. These wow. are facts. And sometimes you have the water bucket on the top of your head and some of it spills out yeah. and you, you get home with half the water yeah. that you'd actually put in the in the in the in the bucket. Mm. That and was my beating. life. Beating and and, and, and and no toilet doo doo mm. in a in a in a in a what do, what do you call them again? What did you even call them? I can't remember what you call them in these little basin things, mm. brother. I can't remember what you call them, but yeah. Like that was my life. Mm-hmm. So I can't come from that to this. And then let a troll bother me mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm making breathtaking bread. I can't do mm-hmm. it. It's just I'm just not able. I'm mm-hmm. not able. Like for but for creatives that are coming up that might be facing trolls, you have to understand that these people should be the f- your fuel. Mm-hmm. Of I'll, I'll show you. Even now, even now when I get trolls, like you see what I'm out here doing. Mm-hmm. Like like mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying? And it burns. It burns. It burns mm-hmm. them. It burns them. Like Killing a brother. With the it burns them. That that a brother called Sideman is doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. and doing it well, bro. It, it, mm-hmm. it, and, and I don't even focus on whether it's burning them on or not because at this point, to me, that is null and void. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can look after my family, bro. Mm. If my mom says she needs something or my pop says they need something or my brother says they need something, I got them. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? If my friends say they need something, I got them. Mm-hmm. That is priceless. Mm-hmm. So I, it's about perspective. You have to be able to look at the thing with proper perspective and say, okay, I have this this and this mm-hmm. does that that and that matter mm-hmm. it's as simple as that mm-hmm. i have I, I always maintain proper perspective mm-hmm. that's how i do it the trolls the yeah. trolls are literally are a minor and, and social media is so what's the word it's so flaky mm. bro listen man anybody that's beefing me like let's say the man them sometimes the man them have a problem with me they call mm-hmm. me simp and stuff like that if i make four or five videos repping the man them guaranteed they'll all come around I made a video the other day on deadbeat mums, right? Mm-hmm. Mothers that don't let their fathers see their children for no good reason. All the man them flooded back, bro. <laughs> it's like they came out the woodwork. Oh, bro. The, so finally, he spoke about it. I'll oh, rate you for this one, bro. They could, it's, it's easy. Mm. It's easy to change public mm-hmm. perception. Mm-hmm. If I want public perception to change on me in a certain way, mm-hmm. five videos can do that. And mm-hmm. I, all, I always know that. Mm-hmm. But I'm sticking to my truth. Mm-hmm. So if something's my truth... I'm not gonna change. I'm not gonna alter it based on a critique. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I love that. And just kind of like going back quickly because I think the first time I I met you was I think it was yeah it was years ago now. Mm-hmm. Like going back years, it was one of our it was our we was doing our tenth anniversary mm-hmm. as a, as an academy and we was having like ten events in. Mm-hmm. In, throughout the month mm-hmm. and one of the events was a com- comedy event mm-hmm. and then we worked with with smash on it and i was saying mm-hmm. to smash look on this event mm-hmm. we're all about like platforming mm-hmm. talent mm-hmm. like on this event we want you to get people who are doing their debut kind of like mm-hmm. stand-up gigs mm-hmm. we don't want you know seasoned people we yeah. want people that are doing their debuts because mm-hmm. we felt like it was you know as an organization it was mm-hmm. our Duty to 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 provide opportunities, mm-hmm. and um and I remember having the conversation with Smash and Smash was like yeah so we've got Roadman mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um we've got I can't even remember who the other one was and I don't even know if you remember this I um, remember it was my, that was my first stand up show was it yeah that's that's crazy that's my first stand up show ever that that's crazy and I think for me and then 
when you both went up there, obviously mm-hmm. you was just absolutely hilarious. No, thank you. And um, and the room was just in awe. Like the room was just absolutely in awe. And mm-hmm. and I knew, like I knew straight away. I was like, I said to my brother, like this this guy's gonna go far. <laughs> like this guy is going to go far. Mm. And um, it was just refreshing to see. It was just refreshing to see your work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like you came on time. Like you was just very focused like in I'm the, always an on-time person though. like always just be. honestly and like just very focused like in the green room just just practicing and rehearse like and for me I was just like wow like this is just thing like I we don't generally see this mm. so um so yeah I just knew straight away that you're you're you'll do amazing things I mean I mean it any I mean mm. it I meant it I mm. meant for this to happen mm. I mean for more to happen than mm. what has has happened because you know, in my head, it's it's fighting poverty. Mm. And as I said, I grew up poor, happy but poor, happy mm-hmm. but very conscious of how poor we were. Mm-hmm. And so my mission is not for chains. It's not for bling or the biggest car. I just want the money in my account. And that is the thing that I love. Everything is intentional mm-hmm. and people that's watching or unlooking will probably not think, they'll probably think, oh, it's... No idea how intentional. I'm I'm differently intentional. But everything, like everything that you do is intentional. And I think that that's that's just, that's that's powerful. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't know the extent to which I'm intentional and really the position that I'm in, I placed myself there with strategic moves and strategic understanding when it comes to how to... I Okay, I understand, I understood how money is made in the game that I'm in. Most people are making money from brands. It's mm-hmm. just as simple. When you see people in the creative space, people like myself, people like Munya, people like Young Philly, people like Chunks, we're making money from brands advertising with us. Mm-hmm. That's how you make money. I showed myself to be an advertiser mm-hmm. from the get-go. I showed myself to be marketable. I I made sure that my content when I started out wasn't so rambunctious because some people were only focused on the funny. I was also focused on how the funny looks. Mm -hmm. If I'm doing jokes that are too vulgar, a brand won't want to work with me. Mm -hmm. And from from early, from a quick landis, I was working with local musicians, local businesses, local shops, and I was showing myself to do adverts not just, hey guys, check out this product. Where, where, where. Mm-hmm. I was doing sketches and adverts. To, to this, to this day, not many people do adverts. They come and they do what they're told. So they'll show up to a set that's already filming. Brands contact me, and I film, self-produce, edit the advert myself. I've done adverts. Wow. When I say adverts, I don't know much man bar me and Munya that do adverts. Mm-hmm. We do adverts. We do actual, okay, this is now something you could put on TV. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and so I, I positioned myself to be seen in a certain way by brands in the content that I put out. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I think about how I want to be seen when I put out my content, not mm-hmm. just, oh yeah, what's going to get the most laughs? Because something sometimes the things that get you the most laughs are the things that actually get you the least Hinge. money. Yeah, hinders you. Yeah. So, so this is, a, and that's an interesting point because... You, in one in one sentence, you say that, and then 
2020 was a challenging year. Yeah. And 2020, you particular in particular came out and was very vocal. Oh, yeah, about, I flipped everything on his yeah. head. Everything that I just said yeah, that's in 2020, I, mean. I flipped it on its head. And so I want to hear about not that. A, that was not a part of the plan. Mm. The plan was for me. The plan was never to mess up the bag yeah. for me, ever to mess up the bag, mm. ever. The plan was to stay in my lane and do my thing because I'm on feeding. I only cared about my immediate family, mm. really and truly. But when I saw the George Floyd video, that changed me mm. as a person forever. And I could never go back to who I was before. And at the time, it was just not the time in my life for me to be making financial risks because I'm making a lot of money, but I'm also spending a lot of money because I'm living in a three grand a month flat in Wembley. Right, mm -hmm. I'm paying my cameraman to live with me. There's a lot going on. But when I saw that video, I just said, I have to speak out. And when I said I have to speak out, in my head, my career was already over. Mm. I said to my cameraman, we might have to move back to Brom because this is this may be it. I just accepted that. Wow. So everything I've done since that is because I already accepted that my career was over. I can't believe I still have a career. Mm. Like, like I, I'm sitting here just thankful to God and in awe that I'm still working with big, not not no little brands, you know? Mm. Like, I work with Amazon, I work with Disney, I work with Gift Gaff, I work with big brands. This year, if I reeled off the amount of, I'd work with JD. Wow. Like, I just did an advert for JD this morning, right? Mm -hmm. I work with big brands, still being able to speak as freely as I do. And I think that's because the industry changed I weren't, this one I didn't plan for, mm -hmm. but the industry changed to starting to, because the world changed mm. and people and wanted to, people to real, with real talk. Yeah. People was tired now of the yeah. fake and the, you know what I mean, the performative and stuff mm -hmm. like that. They wanted real talk. Mm -hmm. And I happened to do real talk. Yeah. And do you think that it's because of how authentic and true that you were in, and, and how vocal you were, do you think that that's part of the reason why you, you still have a career? Because I think before mm -hmm. George Floyd, mm -hmm. if you was to be as vocal as, as you were, yeah. I'm not quite sure that yeah, you I'd would still be, stand, yeah, you, no, you'll be still here. Because, and, and I was speaking to Jamila about this actually on Monday and because I had a conversation with her and, mm -hmm. um, and because Jamila was speaking about racism like mm -hmm. before it was... Popular okay, too. or popular yeah. too, yeah. Um, and that's and that I think hindered added, her, hindered her mm. career. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you think that because of post George Floyd and yes. and you speaking on such such issues post -George is part Floyd, of the reason why you're two reasons I'd say post George Floyd is the main reason, mm -hmm. and the second reason is I measure my words mm. even when I'm angry. Yeah, my words are measured, and mm -hmm. I and I think because of the way that I deliver my words, it comes across a certain way. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've been hailed for in talking out is that I speak in a way that makes people feel understood that are going through the experience and that makes people understand that don't understand the experiences mm -hmm. that we have. I agree. So because of that, they see it more as informative rather than just ranty. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what saved me in, in, in essence. It's like, because mm -hmm. right now, a lot of how I make my money, people don't even know. Some mm. of the stuff is not posted to the gram. Mm -hmm. I'm doing talks with companies all the time, in-house talks mm -hmm. with their staff on race relations, on misogyny in the workplace and things of that nature that ne those talks never see the light of day. Mm. These are Zooms 
that never see the light of day. They're not mm -hmm. posted on the gram. So mm -hmm. you wouldn't know that I'm doing them. So mm -hmm. it, it actually created like a new avenue for wow. them. Yeah. 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 I, th I think that's really amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I really do. So just reflecting back on that time, you... <sighs> BBC, big, massive mm -hmm. corporation. Mm -hmm. um, and you held them to task. You said, actually, like this isn't happening and you made this big massive corporation you know billions of dollars corporation reflect on their own practices and how did how did, like when you said that you was leaving like what was did you think maybe that's not the right decision did you think i should be doing this or do you just feel right like what was the process of of that that was an easy decision for me to make because I had already thought my career was over from the George Floyd thing. Mm. So I put my mind in being okay with that. And once I put my mind in being okay with something, I now live according to what I'm, like, I'm, I'm okay with. Because I had already accepted it. Mm -hmm. I thought my career was done from the George, from I started talking about George Floyd. Mm. Like the BBC thing happened like three months later. Mm. So it was just like, I was already in that brain. But mm -hmm. I've always been like that. I've always been on making a tough decision if I feel like it's the right mm -hmm. thing to do. And if I feel impassioned about it enough. And it made me realize how much people don't really expect people to be quote unquote, quote unquote real. Mm -hmm. Like people always ask you know, social media influencers and stuff online, like, oh, these men are all fake, rare, rare. but I think when I quit my job, everybody's like, whoa, mm. oh, he's he's actually it, doing yeah. he's, he's actually mm. doing and they never expected that from mm. me. But I've always looked at myself like mm. that. I've never looked at myself as the kind of person that wouldn't do what I felt like I want. Mm. If I want to do something bad enough, it will get done. Mm. If I if I feel strongly enough, mm. I've, I've always been the kind of person to throw my toys at the pram mm -hmm. if I feel strongly enough about an issue. And you know what? What was... What was amazing about that was because it was authentic and real to you and because you did it from the heart, it was part of the reason in my eyes that kind of seeing you catapult to different audiences. I mean, mm. I saw people in America speaking about it yeah. and like, like for me, I was like... I did not think it was that a big... Well, when I did it, I didn't... I thought, yeah, it's going to cause a bit of a mm. thingy, but I never thought it would be as big as it was. because I, So when I was making that decision, because it's normal to me, mm -hmm. it's normal to me to make a tough decision mm -hmm. if I feel like I have to. I always, I've always done that. Mm -hmm. I've done that many times in my life, just in my personal mm -hmm. life, right? So, <clears throat> so seeing people's reaction to that, that was not my plan, mm -hmm. is, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I saw but yeah, as, of, of course. The breakfast show and everything, I was like, Whoa. Yeah, breakfast club, yeah. yeah. Of course, like, it, it did... Um, a lot, speaking about George Floyd, quitting the BBC, these are all things that kind of raised my status mm -hmm. with people, but it was just never things that I planned mm -hmm. to have done that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. It's crazy because I, I thought to make it in this field, I had to shave myself off, but the more I've been myself, yeah. is the more I've grown. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting thing to see. Yeah. And just speaking about kind of you being yourself, mm -hmm. like you have literally in my view, spoke spoke up um, and spoke for kind of marginalised communities mm -hmm. and, and groups and, 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 and being the voice for many that were silenced and, and using your platform to do that. Mm -hmm. Even at the detriment to kind of some people mm -hmm. not being mm -hmm. in fan of it or... Yeah kind of 
I, when I, between BBC and George Floyd, I was getting borderline worshipped, which is, mm -hmm. which I'm uncomfortable with, right? The second I started talking about men's treatment of women, mm -hmm. I lost a lot, I lost, I lost people there. I lost a lot of people there. But for me, it's not about the money no mm. more. It's just not. Mm. I'm not making decisions based on what will be the most favorable for my career. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking whatever I believe is true. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. For me at this point, that's it. Mm -hmm. So just in terms of kind of the misogyny against women and, and, and of course we all, we know that we live in a mm -hmm. patriarchal society and mm -hmm. um, we know the disparities, but what like what compelled you so much to be like right i need to speak for my speak up for my women here and mm -hmm. you know speak up particularly because i know you do a lot of work for for black women and like mm -hmm. i see mm -hmm. all the time like you, you you're really active in that space so i, I just try the mitchum mitchum situation mm. do you remember the little girl that got snatched up oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. when i saw that and I decided to speak. Now, to be clear, I've always had woman friends. Mm -hmm. I have loads of woman friends. Mm -hmm. I always have, right? And I'm a very inquisitive person. Mm -hmm. So when I speak to them, I hear about their experiences. So I've always been conscious of what women go through more than the average dude because I'm hearing it from my female mm -hmm. friends all the time. Uh, my woman friends, rather, all the time, right? And um, literally... When I put out that video talking about the, the Mitchum situation, so many women DM'd me, it was unfathomable. Mm. Thousands with paragraphs, dissertations explaining to me what they've gone through from dads, uncles, cousins and brothers. Mm. I'm sitting there reading through all of this. Wow. I'm reading and I'm reading and the reading can't done. Every single time, listen, when I say they're confessing to me, bro, mm. a lot of these women are telling me I ain't ever told nobody, nothing, nobody. You're wow. the only person that knows. Me, a stranger in the DMs, because they feel so understood mm. by what I'm saying in this video because that's how little they hear men speak like this. Mm. Because when you speak like this for real, you have to speak not only from the point of view of pointing the finger at other men, but you got to point the finger at yourself. Mm. And because they they see me as being willing to shed my own ego in order to speak on even myself and even what I've perpetuated as a man, mm -hmm. right? They feel so understood that when I say thousands, I'm not joking. Mm. Thousands of... Do you understand what thousands mean, mm. bro? Of DMs. Details of what they've been through. At this point, they gain nothing by doing that. Mm -hmm. They're not asking me to post it. In fact, most of the messages ending don't tell anybody mm -hmm. what I've said. They just wanted to share with me what they've Off gone through. Mm -hmm. Bro, you can't read all of that and mm -hmm. be the same. And mm -hmm. that's when you realize the extent of the problem. Mm -hmm. it's, it's massive. Mm -hmm. It's massive. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I just want to applaud you for the work that you're doing in that space because it... It, it must be difficult. And I'm not even talking about kind of putting yourself in that space to speak on the issues, but just reading and being on the receiving end of, of so much trauma mm -hmm. and so much mm -hmm. upset and so much hurt mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I, 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 I don't think I could. I just don't think. It's a lot, man. It's it a is, lot. It's it a is, lot. It is a lot. It's a lot.
Cool. All right. So we we we, we spoke a lot, um, mm. and I'm I'm really appreciative of that. Mm. But I kind of, what do you find as as your challenges um, as being a creative, being in business? Like, what's your main kind of challenges? Um, one of the main challenges of this field is keeping up. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, bro, keeping up with the Kardashians. It's, it's just <laughs> it's just a tough thing because you know you can't call one app. Then a new app comes out. You got to learn that. Mm. You got to, okay, now we're doing TikTok. Okay, mm. what was working on Instagram is not going to work on TikTok. So you got to mm. learn a new algorithm, a new way, a new method. Then you got Clubhouse. Clubhouse mm. comes out. You got to learn how to do that. You got to learn how to moderate. Mm-hmm. Now people look, now people expect you to go to moderate a university. <laughs> and it's just like, one of the toughest things of this field is when I worked at Londis, it was the same thing day in, mm. day out for years. Mm-hmm. We never had, any anything new that we had to learn was minimal. Mm. In this field, for you to stay ahead, for you to keep up, there's a lot that you have mm. to learn, reinvent, redo. And sometimes it gets tiring. Mm. Sometimes it gets tiring when you feel like, okay, I found the model now. I found the mm. mold. This is what I'll do then. Mm. And then he comes again and then you got to come again and, and and fight again and, and live to fight another day. Mm. That's, that's one of the toughest things about this field. And and, and you got to be built and prepared to do it. And that's why many have fallen by the wayside. Mm. Many, many have fallen by the wayside because they couldn't adapt. Mm. So adapting is a tough thing because it's tiring mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not really like the typical model of work where mm-hmm. you just do the same thing and it becomes repetitive and it becomes almost, you almost become robotic at it. Mm-hmm. But with this, you have to switch up. Like right now, I've switched up so much that some days I ask myself, am I even a comedian anymore? Mm. When I look at when I look at my page and look at the content, like I had to put a funny video out there just the other day just to restore <laughs> the feeling. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm still like, here. I'm still about. I'm still about and it did well as well. I'm still about like, <laughs> like wow. Like people be messaging me like, Yo, Sideman, this happened. I know you're gonna speak on it, and I'm like, whoa. Because I think that I feel like that, that's the expectation. Now. Oh yeah, that that's uh, another struggle. The, uh, the expectations on me are crazy. <sighs> like it's crazy that the more you do, the more people have to say about what you've done. Mm. Whereas some people that don't do nothing, mm. no one ain't got nothing to say about them. Mm. I'm constantly having to battle against criticism, mm. and 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 you will. And sometimes you have to choose what you speak on like for your own like mental health but you 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 have to choose what you speak on because you also have to not only just choose what you speak on but you also have to understand those people that are critiquing you i don't Mm. rate nobody Mm. you can't trick me Mm. you're questioning my moral compass but i don't trust yours Mm. because i know what human beings are Mm -hmm. because i know what i am Mm. people praise me and give me accolades all day but i know i got faults and failures Mm -hmm. just like you Mm -hmm. so don't think that i'm going to feel oh my god I should feel down in the dirt because you tried to put me down there. Because I know, I know if your life was put on a screen like like mine has to be, mm-hmm. I know if you was in the position that I was in, mm-hmm. you would buckle, you would fail, you would crumble like mm-hmm. like we all do, is because we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. Like so, and and people speak about what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Oh, when it's when it's your passion, now you want to talk. But if but when it's not your passion, you don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. Same like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So some people, somebody would treat you like your dog because mm-hmm. you haven't spoken on their issue. Mm-hmm. But when it was your issue, they weren't speaking. Mm-hmm. And so Sometimes people ask me to talk about stuff and then I check their page. They ain't even posted a picture or a... <laughs> they ain't posted nothing. Nothing. nothing mm. like a picture or a post or a nothing. Mm-mm. Jack all. But then they expect it from me. So it's like, oh, so your moral compass is just for me then? Mm. <laughs> you don't have a moral compass yeah. for yourself? Yeah. So yeah, that that's that's... I don't let people trick me into... I don't let the internet trick me into feeling any way morally because I know what the internet is. Mm-hmm. 
people are fake. Mm. I've learned that. I've proven that. Mm. I've proven the fakeness of people. Mm. And I'm fake too. And that's okay. <laughs> and if it's one thing that I'm going to take from this conversation is the fact that it's so important to understand yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's also important to understand these people who are yes. targeting you yeah. and what their moral compass is. Of course. Because then that gives you... Of course. I think about it all the time. I'll make an eight-minute video on a serious matter, right? A serious matter that has to do with women and then a man will come in at the end of it simp. That says more about him than it does mm. about me. Mm. Like, you are able to bypass all of these serious things and issues that I'm speaking about that women are going through to call me a simp at the end of the video. Mm. That says something about you. Mm. So for me, I, I'm never tricked by just the, the volume of, of words. Mm. I'm listening to w- what's the content of what you're mm-hmm. saying and what does it say about you? Mm. Does it say something more about you than it does about me? Mm. Yeah. And, and, that, and, and that's how I traverse this field. <laughs> I love that. So for the next generation of creatives mm-hmm. who really want to make it mm-hmm. kind of really want to make it in the world. Mm-hmm. So it could be a musician, could be a comedian, mm-hmm. could be a, a TV personality, a social media, like mm-hmm. any creative at all that kind of thinks, right, I want to mm-hmm. now start taking mm-hmm. this talent, this God-given talent mm-hmm. given to me seriously and mm-hmm. be professional with it. What are the three pieces of advice that you will give to them? Be, be prepared to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, be prepared to adapt and that comes with so much. Adapting can mean leaving the city that you live in. Wow. Adapting can mean leaving the country that mm-hmm. you're in. Adapting can mean looking at things completely differently from how you looked at them ever before and completely changing how mm. you look at things because it needs to be attacked from a different angle. Mm. All kinds of things. Wow. It's like Instagram started, it was a 15-second platform. Videos could only be 15 seconds. Then they went to a minute, I had to adapt, become the minute guy. Then it went to IGTV, I had to adapt, become the IGTV guy. Then mm-hmm. it went to Reels, so now I got to go back to being <laughs> the 15 second guy. Adapt. Never, sh- and, and in adapting, you're never shying away from the reality of the field. Mm-hmm. The reality of the field is now, is that clout matters. Mm-hmm. There's no point running away from it. There's no point ignoring it. There's no point, there's no point living in the... No, I'm too real to, mm. to care about it. It's just, it's just one of them things that you so have to So do you think through. that people should be curating their own platforms and kind of pushing numbers and pushing and securing like, their own following it's and a, It's as simple as this. And, it's as simple as this. If you ignore it, it will ignore you. Mm. If you ignore the numbers, it will ignore you. You have to break it down to a science. How are people getting the numbers? Mm-hmm. Because you can serve the same... You can serve the same food just in a different dish. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. I do the same concept of a video for Instagram and in TikTok, but I do it and deliver them in two very different ways mm-hmm. because their audiences have different appetite. TikTok audience has the appetite to listen to a video for 30 seconds max. Mm-hmm. max. You know that on that platform. You go over there with anything longer than that, they're not feeling it, right? Instagram has an appetite for a bit longer. Facebook has an appetite for a bit longer or different. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So you go, you adapt to the, the, the platform that you're on. And I always tell people like numbers is what's stopping. Numbers is why some creatives have, are so creative but never put out a video because they fear it. Don't mm-hmm. fear it, fight it. Mm. This is a fight. It's a fight with the numbers. 
It's a fight with the algorithm. This is a but you, when you pick up creative the creative field right now, you are do, you're basically a boxer, mm. and you are in the ring getting punched up by the algorithms. Mm. You're getting punched up by the numbers. You're getting punched up by people's perception of people with numbers. Mm-hmm. You got a fight. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's a fight. It's not something you, you're not praising numbers at this point. You're fighting. Mm. You're fighting fire with fire. That's all. That's how I see it. So, oh. so number one, adapt. Mm-hmm. Number two, get your mind right. Mm-hmm. Getting your mind right will make be the thing that makes sure that you doesn't that you don't stop, mm-hmm. that you don't falter, that you don't let yourself be defined by the numbers, that you don't let yourself def- be defined by how other people perceive you. Mm-hmm. So have your get your mind right, and just really quickly, yeah. how 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 can people get their mind right? Like what kind of practical steps can um, they do to get their mind right? You have to accept worthiness. Mm-hmm. For yourself, you have to accept that you're worthy. A lot of reasons why people feel like they don't they, they don't let themselves get anywhere is because they define their worth by the success and the accomplishment, mm-hmm. or they find they define their worth by exterior or extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. You are worth it because you are here. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. As long as you are here and on this planet, you are worth it. Mm-hmm. And you deserve to go after everything that you want to go after and have it. Come on. No other reason. If you look for other reasons, mm. they'll fail you. If you feel like you're worthy because your friendship circle likes you, the friendship circle can go away. Family can go away. Mm-hmm. Success can go away. Money, every, all these things go up and down. Mm-hmm. You have to feel worth it. I love myself mm-hmm. and I always will. Mm-hmm. When I've messed up, I love myself. When I've failed, I love myself. When I'm at the bottom barrel, if nobody else loves me, I love me mm-hmm. for no other reason than that I'm, I'm me. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to have to live with this brother, being myself, every single day for the rest <laughs> mm-hmm. of my life, I have to love him. Mm-hmm. He has to be my number one priority. If mm-hmm. you understand and can encapsulate that in your mind, you can, you can do a lot. Mm-hmm. Because at that point now, you don't let anything slow you down or make you feel like you are undeserving. Mm. There is a lot of people that they let themselves think that they're undeserving because life told them that mm-hmm. they were undeserving, whether it, whether it was by somebody's words, somebody's deeds, the algorithms, the numbers, mm-hmm. the lack of success. If you just accept within yourself, I'm worth it because I'm here. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're here, you're worth it. Mm. When, you, when, you, when you depend on other things or all those other things, the arms of flesh will fail you. Mm. Preach. You dare not trust your own. Preach, preach, preach. I was about to get the offering play out. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, love that. And that's, how, that's how I get my mind right mm, anyway. Love it, yeah. love it, love it, love it. Happiness and has to be something you choose. Nice. That's to be something nice. you choose. And then the last, the last point. Okay, the last point. Um, the last point. Smart people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a quote that I hear Charlemagne use all the time. Mm-hmm. Learn from where you see other, certain pitfalls that we go through in life. Somebody went through them already and been said, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But we walk through certain things that we don't have to walk through. Mm-hmm. There's certain things. I don't need to try crack to figure out that, mm-hmm. yo, that ain't the way. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I've seen people try crack. Mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? It's as simple as well, that. It's what they say, like success leaves clues and yes. you learn from yeah. other people. One of the things that makes me know that a good work ethic is the key to success 
is because I've watched a million different people in a million different interviews say, you know how I, you know I'm here. I kept going, mm. and then I'll tell you the same thing. You know how I'm here. Mm. I kept going, mm. so now I know. Mm. I knew I knew to keep to keep going because mm-hmm. of the amount of people I saw say I just kept going. Mm. I knew to work smart and work efficiently, mm-hmm. not just work hard. Because mm-hmm. I watched too many people say, you know how I did it? I mm-hmm. didn't just work hard, I worked smart. Mm-hmm. I seen it. Mm. And because I seen it, I mm-hmm. can I can apply it. It's, it's a part of how I say I break down things, mm. the science of things, of how to do it. Mm-hmm. So for instance, it's easy for me to do a million. Like a lot of creatives can't, they have to wait to be inspired to do a video. I can do a video anytime because I broke down comedy to a science. Mm-hmm. I broke, I, I have comedic tools Hammers, nails, everything. Mm. For instance, alliteration. I know if I say Big Bunda Bianca, it's funny to people <laughs> because I used three Bs. Mm. That is cracked in my head. Mm. That's like one plus one is two to me. Mm. I apply that method. I know that if I compare something to something that people don't expect me to compare things to. Like for instance, I did a video the other day on this girl pushing a bear, right? And when I watched her push the bear, I understood that everybody's going to say, ah, oh, white people pushing a bear just to protect their dog. Mm. I saw let me come around from the back door and say, no, I need white love. Mm. I want to be loved the way the, a white woman loves her pet. <laughs> Do you get what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I, like, so I find a different mm. angle. Every time I look at something, I apply these methods. Mm. And I just want to ask this question because I know, yeah, right. I know that everybody's thinking it. How on earth do you speak so flipping fast in your video? Is it scripted? Is it just free flowing? Like- I, 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 have, I plan everything out. Wow. So yeah, I plan mm. everything out that I'm going to say. I know I know my bullet points. And I've, I've always been a fast talker anyway. Mm. Like talking fast is just not a thing for me. I do a podcast. People hear me. You, people will hear mm. me on this thing. Reel out whole sentences <laughs> and soliloquies anyway. So it's, mm. just, it's just a natural thing for me. Anytime like a video like on Instagram comes up on its mm. side when I'm like, let me get my pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make some notes. But no, I absolutely love it. And I've, I've loved this podcast. I've learned so Thank much. You. And you've dropped so much gems just from kind of embracing numbers, Mm -hmm. learning from people Mm -hmm. and being wise and really just keep going, Mm -hmm. understanding your mind and Mm -hmm. your strength and Mm -hmm. making sure that you you see yourself as worthy and you're comfortable Mm -hmm. in your own shoes. Mm -hmm. Literally, the gems that you have dropped on this podcast, on this episode is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I know that so many people who are just starting out or who are actually in their careers and on their journeys will take value from this and will level up. So I just want to thank you um, for for joining us. Before you go, we... Thank you for having me, man. We do this thing called 10 in 10. Mm -hmm. And 10 in 10 is just, we ask you 10 fire quick questions. Mm -hmm. It's one or the other. Mm -hmm. And you just have to just let us know what what it is. Let me just get it ready. Stop writing in books. Why? Because you you have notes. If that book's lost now, you've lost all of that. It's crazy. <laughs> all it's, you, you people that write baffle me. But anyway. What, what, how do you like what? In my notes. If oh, you look at my phone notes your... right now, everything oh, in the no. world I've ever said is in there. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm a traditional Because even if I, if, I, if, I, if I lose my phone now, I update my Apple ID, I get all my notes back. You lose that book now, it's gone. Mm. Forever. It's true. But <laughs> there's just something about seeing it there. and. But yeah. All right. Uh, you ready? Yes. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. Audi or BMW? BMW. Rush Hour or Bad Boys? Bad Boys. K 
KFC or McDonald's? KFC. ASOS or Boohoo Man? Boohoo Man. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar? J. Cole. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Podcast or books? Podcast. Love it. Sideman. Yeah. Thank you. The so, only one of those so I probably t- would take back is J. Cole or Kendrick. I think maybe Kendrick. <laughs> That was that's a um, strange one because a lot of people say J Cole and then a lot of people have said Kendrick Lamar. So um, mm. I think uh, I think yeah, I, I I appreciate them both equally, but I appreciate Drake more than both of them put together combined. Squared. <laughs> <laughs> Sideman, thank you so so much for, for, for joining me, us. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast, sponsored by Route Thirty Six. If you liked what you heard, please remember to review the podcast and also give us a follow on our social media channels.